<laughs> Walter's at a nice table. Hmm? <clears throat> Walter is sitting at a nice table. With candles. Well, you better start so that I don't have to um, trim the video. All right. Let me, oh. all. Let me, let me mute all first. <clears throat> and now, mute yourself. Right. Good day, everybody. Good evening, whenever, whatever. Paul, this is the regular meeting on Saturday concerning the topic of non-duality, which immediately makes duality the topic, so to speak. Uh, anybody new here? Uh, I see Matt. Nice to see you, Matt. Couple others. All right, well, let's just start with uh, this is just the seeing of it from here. Yeah, so the assumption of non duality is uh, being ourselves reality. Yes, that's the assumption. Being ourselves reality, not being, not we're going to become reality or we once were reality and then something's happened and we're going to return to reality. We're now uh, a part of reality that's going to merge with the whole of reality. No, being ourselves reality is the, uh, the, the premise of the message. Yeah. That's why the message takes a sort of negative, uh, a negative turn because if being ourselves reality, that doesn't seem to be clear to something that we call ourselves, then we need to sort of look at what we're not and see the activities that support this seeming blindness to the point where we're using what we are to look for what we are. So based on the premise being ourselves reality as Ramana Maharshi supposedly put it once, uh, the great mystery is reality wanting to attain reality. So being ourselves reality, the great mystery is reality wanting to attain reality. How does that take off? How does that get uh, reinforced it only can appear in time. So something that isn't so can appear to be so in time. So there's an activity, and I would say it's a mental one in nature. And that activity is the act of being identified as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's pictured as a body, but it's held as subjective attributes, like I am the seer, the hearer, the feeler, and the taster. And if you would 
have a lineup of people, you would point to your body as being, there I am, I am the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. So the identification is with really the activity of subjectivity. So seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinking, non, not thinking, all of that uh, sense of subjectivity is a remembered and attributed and has a huge narration reinforcing the idea that that activity is uh, an attribute of an object. Yeah, Paul, as this thing, is what's seen. So that basically becomes the starting point for most of us without any knowledge. We just believe it. We, there's an assumption. It's just taken to be true. And then we look, let's say we run into sort of difficulties in life. And let's I remember when it was happening with me, uh, there was a night in New Hampshire after a couple of years of drug use and hallucinogenics, I realized it had to be an inside job. So I had come to a conclusion that taking shit from the outside and trying to change how I feel wasn't working. It was working on a level, but it wasn't working to the point of discovering what I am. So I thought it had to be an inside job. So the next educational move was towards meditation and trying to understand what was going on. And let's say taking Buddhism 101, why isn't anything that satisfying? Uh, it's not because I can't enjoy anything. It's just that everything is temporary and it comes and goes. So therefore, it doesn't have the ability to quench the thirst that we seem to have. Yeah, it only actually increases the thirst. So these fundamental ideas I was entertaining and they were explaining a lot to me about uh, how the life I was seemingly living was going. And, and the difference between how the mental state reacted to life and how Buddhism reacted to life. The mental state just blamed me, yeah? Just said, the reason why you're not happy is you or them or something, you know? It never showed the fallacy of happiness. So that happened. And this is just a story, but I'm, getting it. I'm on page 12, so I'm going to continue. So then that went on. And then I put my, you know, I... Uh, the first way I got introduced to meditation was through the dynamic of a guru and a teaching. And because the guru had died and his youngest son was now appointed the guru, you didn't really meet the guru to begin with. You met his father's teachers, yeah? And so these guys were really cool from India. The guy who introduced me to the meditation techniques was a judge from India, Mahatma something. I don't want to give his name. And he had a clear understanding and very impressive. And they gave us techniques and those techniques seemed to work. They gave me a purpose. I did them. And this is the only way I seemed to be, I was able to be convinced is I have to do something, which is the whole format of this idea of self. You know? Unbeknownst to me, I was trying to use <laughs> the failed system to be a solution to the failed system. It's crazy, but that's what it, it ultimately was going on. So I went with that way. After five years, I realized I didn't like the Lord of the Universe, and uh, that made me feel sort of weird. 
because who doesn't like the Lord of the universe? I mean, that person must really be a, a bad, bad, bad person not to like the Lord of the universe. So I was in, I was in the uh, experience of an old class song, Should I Stay or Should I Go? I wanted to leave, but then I felt, who leaves the Lord of the universe? I mean, it's terrible. So I finally, the only way I could jettison myself out of it was getting loaded again. So I went back into drugs, started partying. And a lot, being bad gave me a lot of permission I couldn't get by being good. You know, being bad allowed me to say no to certain shit that I co couldn't say no when I was good. So I left, uh, got very, very fucked up. Uh, not thinking I was, but the world sure seemed to think I was because I had a lot of consequences. And then I ended up leaving the guru, at guru and then a few months later, I got run over by a car twice. And then uh, <laughs> I took that as some, some weird connection about leaving the Lord of the universe. I thought if I left just like a, let's say a celestial deity, I would have been run over once, but I left the Lord of the universe, I got run over twice. It was sort of a comic one, two. So, uh, what happened is I was very, very screwed physically, was in a hospital bed 10 months. I came out of it and then uh, just went even crazier. And then I washed up on the shores of a recovery, got struck sober. And when I started coming to my senses and that urge to freaking escape had been removed, yeah, I went back to what I thought was the best part of my life, which was meditation and doing massage. And, but I didn't want the guru dynamic anymore. So I was interested in Buddhism. So I went that way. And uh, the idea of non-self, which is a main tenant, was quite uh, alluring. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't know what was claiming to be reading about non-self was self, so to speak. So self is not going to get out of self by learning about non-self. <laughs> it's just more knowledge that reinforces the idea of self. But I didn't know that. So I did that. And then um, along those adventures, I got introduced to some things like, and now I had a basis of life where, other possibilities could be entertained. I wasn't an active addict. I wasn't in drama all day. And uh, this idea of a higher power and being taken care of, I took it to heart and I really felt pretty okay, even though when my world said I wasn't, like no money and shit like that, I felt like I was in good hands. So I was exploring this and I ran across uh, non-duality, basically. And A Course in Miracles. Course in Miracles, I think, was before. Uh, that brought me a lot of laughing in my life, which uh, was sorely needed. And then the non-duality seemed to be now, in time, it was the last answer. That was the one that put the kibosh on the need to be liberated or any, you know, escaping uh, masked as spiritual transcending, you know, but basically it was the old escaping, trying to get out of how I felt about myself. So then non-duality, you know, over time has proven to be the last answer. And uh, I just love the message because it really brings, it really highlights the contrast between the format I'm living from and something or nothing 
really. And it leaves me with my own devices. And I finally realized they're not my devices. Yeah. And it was such a, it's been such a disarming uh, invitation. It had to come with a couple of warnings that I wasn't getting at the meetings I was going to, but they came about by uh, downloads. And I had to see the, the, the swiftness in time that the mental state surplants the I am with I am Paul. Yeah. And now Paul constantly being I was Paul and I'm going to be Paul keeps reinforcing that I am Paul. And I need that was more important, actually, than the message of non-duality. It was the warnings that non-duality triggers because the mental state is very, very fast in time. I think it's the quickest process of them all. And so no one, you're not going to use a process to get out of that process. Yeah. It just doesn't work because while you're going to sit down on the, 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 uh, Zazen or the Zafu, it's already has you as the, as the meditator, it's always presenting you as the meditator, even before the meditation starts, it, it claims, and then you're the meditator now meditating, which is bondage of self. Yeah, this is the activity. So it's always binding us to an idea, and that idea is being the long-lasting, independent, separate hybrid of a subject-object continuum. Yeah. So now, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, and touching—I don't attribute that to consciousness, I or whatever you want to call it, awareness. It's attributed to the body. Paul. Paul thinks it's the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. I'm not saying we feel that. I'm saying the idea of Paul is the feeling of that. Yeah. The idea of Paul is the feeling of that claiming. Yeah. The claiming, the claiming uh, crescendos with the idea of Paul. Yeah. So it, so the scene gets claimed and now it's Paul scene. Yeah. So that which comes after, which is the idea of Paul, is now before everything. This is really the bondage of self, and this is how we may be caught in the greatest mystery of all, reality wanting to attain reality. Because we're not seeing us, we think the reality we are is Paul, yeah? That we are a body, and maybe we can leave the body or mute, you know, purify it enough so it almost seems to be transcendent or transparent but in fact we're taken to be a body and basically the whole mental narration is supporting that with subjective qualities so there's a great statement by a zen master who i really like Huang po obviously he's dead now he's still don't look him up on facebook he's 12 you know 1200s i think but Hoang Po said a beautiful statement out, out of many. He says, whatever can be perceived, which is obviously a body or a thing, can't be perceiving. So there you go. It's just a perfect negation of the whole assumption, the mental narrative that we're seemingly plugged into, or that radio station, K-Paul, that's playing all day. It just undermined its whole uh, premise. 
whatever can be perceived, which is, let's say, I'm perceiving through Zoom, Geo, or someone called Mike, cannot be perceiving. So it's not Mike that's perceiving, which goes completely contrary to the story that's been played in my head. So, so that's the beauty of non-duality. It brings into contrast, very illuminated contrast, the misassumptions and the misunderstandings that are our flaw, that we are, that this is where we start from. And it's erroneous, yeah. So the first movement most people have when they get introduced to the idea of non-duality is they want to get that. They as what they're not, yeah. And this is why these things have to be brought about sort of like warnings because this is going to happen not out of volition but mechanically yeah whatever the head or this mental activity gets in contact with let's say the idea of non-duality it's going to be it's going to claim to be the hearer of the message and that neuters the message yeah no matter how beautiful the message is by the time it becomes you heard the message, it's been neutered, yeah? Something has been extracted from it, which is its immediacy, yeah? It's, 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 it's completely, it's always been this way, yeah? It doesn't give, give any time for the mental state to marshal up its idea of self. It just takes the rug out from underneath it, yeah? So you see yourself as the emperor with no clothes. You don't see yourself, there's just the the emperor with no clothes, yeah? And no matter how many times the claiming occurs, that same rug can be pulled out because now you see it where before you look from it, yeah? See, now you see that which comes after from before, and before you were looking from that which was after claimed to be before, yeah? Now you see what you used to look from. There you go. And then more gets revealed. <laughs> not about what you are, about what you're not. Yeah. And in seeing what you're not, you get a true sense of what you are. It's just that simple. Yeah. And what you are isn't something that's in the process of building up. It's not, it's not coming fruit to fruition. It's not ripening. It's always is. It's always, always, always is. Yeah. No less, no more, no bigger, no smaller. So it's like that statement we use. We, I saw it on a yoga studio, and the lady must may have bastardized the translation. It's a Hindu thing, but I liked it, which is, hey, gone, gone, gone to the other shore upon arriving on having never left. Exactly. That's the whole, whole thing. So that it sounds like when you hear the idea of other shore that you're somewhere else, yes? And obviously, being somewhere else, you need to have some vehicle to get to the other shore. But in this case, when you arrive at the other shore on having never left, you see it? It just took out your whole little story of time and space and of you and, and them out. It just totally took out that rug, yeah? A lot of understandings or a lot of processes reinforce the system. They don't put it into stark contrast. I feel non-duality does. 
the message of non-duality being ourselves reality puts all the shit that's implying that it's the reality into sharp contrast. So you can see from reality, the assumed reality, yeah? And it, the assumed reality being dreaming will continue to appear, but it won't be as real as it used to be. Thank God you'll travel lighter through it, yeah? Without any effort or thought on what you're not's part, yeah? You'll travel lighter through it. Yeah. Maybe things will get great. Maybe they won't. But it won't matter in a way as much because you will have lost interest in your future arrival and you'll be present now, which you already are, and you'll travel lighter through whatever life has in store for the action figure. What more do you want? Yeah. You can truly do like this little statement recovery without doing anything. You will not, you'll be in the state of not taking yourself too seriously because you won't be calling it Paul. That's it's just that simple. Or you'll be calling it Paul, but you're not of Paul. Yeah. So this is how I see it. If you boil it down to it, non-duality is just stating, it's assuming a fact which is you are what you're looking for, being ourselves reality, the seeker is actually the sought. Yeah, all this stuff, yeah, that's it. Then instead of furthering the seeker through seeking, we look at it. We look at the, all those activities that are based on the false assumption and what reinforce the false, false assumption, but we don't look at them from the false assumption. We're, we're, we're looking at them from what we are, and we're seeing the activities that imply what we're not. Yeah. And we see them as just that, activities. There's no one who's volitionally doing it. There isn't a one, period. Yeah. There's just verbing with no nouns. There's, an, a, there's a narration of the verbing that includes a lot of nouns. It's chock full of nouns, but there's just verbing, yeah? That's a... Uh, you know, it's like trying to learn how to ride on the river or being the river, yeah? It's totally different, completely different. But there's rivering, no matter what, yeah? You're trying to make right on it, trying to control it, wanting it to go your direction, or you're you're of it, you're going with it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's open it up, Mike. Eh? And uh Okay. The first movement of the mental state, you could call it claiming. That's what it does. Yeah. It's brought into contact by consciousness, whatever you want to call it, and it's brought into contact with things and no and even no things and then it claims whatever it's brought into contact to imply something and then that implying gets reinforced all day through time to the point where we take ourselves to be something else and then we're actually in that conundrum reality wanting to attain reality as ramana said being the greatest mystery, being ourselves reality. 
Yeah, that's why we find ourselves. Seriously. My, me, I wanted to get out of reality. I didn't want to find reality. I, I, I thought this place was as real as real could be. I wanted to get out of it. But it's just the dualistic expression. Either you, you're going with it or trying to escape it. Yeah, so... We only have like two paddles. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a dualistic situation. We either think we want to get into something or we want to get out of something. <laughs> but the something stays the same in and out. That's the real dilemma, is the one. The one who thinks he has an ego and the one who thinks who's lost an ego. That's the selfing, not the ego. The selfing is the ownership the, the, the idea of being the one who has shit and loses shit, yeah? Who's the thinker of shit? Who's the haver, who's the feeler of feelings? Who's the doer of doing, yeah? That's the bondage of self. The doer comes from the doing. The doing does not get issued from the doer. The doing is claimed to imply the doer. The doing is happening. The doer is an add-on. Yeah, we have it exactly, the head, I'm not saying we, the head has it the exact opposite way. There's a doer and then he or she's doing shit. And there could be guilt and shame or pride about what he did. And conversely, there'll be guilt, guilt and shame about what it didn't do. So it gets you on both, you know, both lanes of the highway. You should have been doing shit you didn't do and you should have been doing shit you did do. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, all right. Mike, anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, I was checking with Cynthia. I asked if we've met you before, so if you want to respond in chat. And otherwise, anybody want to raise their hand? Uh, John Luna. Hi, John. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Good, good to see you. John, uh, hey, hey, Paul, what's going on? How you doing? Good. Um, I got a question um, I was thinking about yesterday uh <laughs> yeah i was uh listening to one of your older videos and um you know i noticed when i come in and uh come into the meetings kind of relax my mind you know I, I definitely feel that sense of when you talk about uh you're aiming for you know to get past the mind to something else and a lot of times that happens i'm not actually uh my mind isn't really figuring it out like an IQ question. It's just sort of something lands. Um, and then there's an openness and a freedom. Um, and it'll last for two, three, four days, five days, seven days, but it goes. And then I'm back in that. You used the uh, term, uh, which I liked. I'm back in this like uh, mental yogic position, like this tight, you know, it just sort of creeps back in up on me again it's not so much a sense of like uh, feeling shame or what i should do or not do or the doership thing it just feels like there's that all what happens is a feeling of uh what you call less availability 
it becomes like a instead of an openness, it turns back towards that feeling of uh, self attentiveness, you know, attentiveness to checking the spiritual temperature, so to speak. How do I feel? Uh, I'm losing it, uh, this type of thing. And um, I don't know, like, uh, I, I know that it's a process in a way because you said it's a habit we built up a lifetime and it may take time to undo that habit, but it just seems frustrating. Because as you get used to, as you get acclimated to the availability and that lack of uh, self-obsession, going back into it, it feels very, very uh, cramped and, and uncomfortable. Um, I just wanted to know, what, 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 what can you... Yeah, the, the, uh, the uncomfortable and crampedness gets, a sense, you know, gets emphasized when John is claimed, yes? Right. John, exactly. So these are experiences, but you have to see, in a way, the trending of the experiences. You're traveling lighter, much longer than you used to, and you're, you know, seemingly getting bogged a lot less than you used to. Hallelujah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, the, the principle of it is certain, certain experiences uh, there's a reaction to them, let's say with a distaste or a, an, an, an aversion, and that casts an old familiar image of you, yeah? Mm -hmm. Now, you being present in that thing of, of what it does not want, makes it, makes it bigger or worse in a sense, yes? Yes. Now, when you're feeling good, that act of reflection isn't happening as much. You're just empty, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Therefore, uh, your role in that is more neutral in a sense. So there's, uh, and so the old picture being uh, projected is getting less and less. And then the empty space is becoming more and more obvious. Hallelujah. That's great, great sign. Okay. You're going to have contracting and expanding experiences here. You're not going to be uh, what's placed in, a, in neutrality isn't the action figure, yes? Right. <laughs> the action figure, you know, it's hot today. It likes to be cooler, yeah? It's, it's, there's, it has a dualistic experience. Contraction, expansion, aversion, you know, love, hate, all this stuff are, are uh, ingredients that produce experiences or they go with the experiences, yeah? You're not, you know, you're not... Uh, that menu in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the deli of life is still active, yes? You're having mm -hmm. experiences... But what you're having now is more of a sense of not which is experience that's leavening or bringing lightness to experience. Yes. Yeah. But the experiences come, go, come and go. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, whatever, and the knees are really bad. Yeah. And let's say I need to do a little walking. So then there's the body goes through a stress because it, it thinks the walking is harming it. So it's a little bit flipped out that it's walking. Yes. Right. So that used to be profoundly emphasized in my life. 
when I was younger. Now it isn't. Yeah. But the experience isn't a great experience. Yeah. Right. I don't think anyone has very few people on a like an arthritis blog talk about a feeling of arthritis as being a great experience. Okay. Yeah. You know, Houdini would probably say, hey, I traveled lighter a little bit through it today. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Or maybe it's a little cleaner because you're not thinking about it in terms of time. You know, maybe, maybe because it's not, oh, I'm in pain now. I'm always going to be in pain. You know, that's yeah. how sometimes pain hits me. You know, you think yeah. about the past. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of ingredients that take the, the experience of pain and, and turn it into suffering. Yes. There's a lot of add-ons there. Time, uh, faith in the thought system, because it starts forecasting terrible shit. And then you yeah. picture there. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, there's a lot of mute muting of a lot of a, a lot of the instruments in the orchestra. Yeah, they're still there, but th their notes aren't as loud anymore. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's just um, the when uh, especially you know the body you bring the body up uh, when there's. I don't know. Even talk about it uh, in the twelve steps. I've heard it talked about the bodily sensation, the reaction to the bodily sensation. But uh, that's where like the noun comes back. You know, that's oh, where yeah. that's yeah. That's, that's the main programming. But if the does that see the noun comes back? But are you the noun? That's the point. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when it's feverishly writing, writing its report, the mental state, it, re <laughs> it writes from the first person. It writes as a noun. Yes. Right, right, right. You don't hear it, but you don't have to. Yeah. Not taking yourself to be that is allows you to travel lighter through all those pages. You know, some chapters of life can be heavy. Some aren't. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the forgetting. Just what you just said, though, is a. Uh... You know, uh, the noun comes back and then it does come back, but you're saying, but you're not the noun. That part, sometimes I get lost with the day. Yeah, you know? it doesn't have a story, John. It, it, it has a noun verb story that, and it sticks to it. Yeah, they <laughs> go subtle, but it's always putting the noun before the verb. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See, we, see that as an activity we see that as self when it's selfing selfing is a verb yeah. okay so i like what you so so it's really it's seeing that as an activity not as an actual self that's the key right there it's the oh, yeah. seeing of the activity it's an activity like a lot of other activities the way it garners so much interest and attention mm -hmm. is it's pictured as a noun it keeps right. <laughs> Thing, you're a thing and you were that thing and you're going to be that thing. Right, right, right. Okay, that really helps a lot right there. I'm going to let that sit marinate. I like that a lot. Thank you. All right, bro. Thanks so much. Thanks, John. Anybody else want to raise their hand? Um, and while waiting, I was trying to search in ACIM for John about its version of um, how, how, how uh, pain gets noticed that 
it's not that uh, pain increases, but that our something like our toleration for pain reduces. We just can't be as unhappy as we used to be without noticing it. But I found instead another quote with intolerable that reminds me of what you were talking about the earlier, the that the dualism has to tell you to do something. And then when you do it, it tells you <laughs> that you shouldn't have done it. And it's, this produces conflicted behavior, which is intolerable to you because the part of the mind that wants to do something else is outraged. So I wanted to read it because that reminds me of also you saying how A Course in Miracles can be funny. So it's just funny to, sit, <laughs> to imagine that like a little part of the mind being sitting there being outraged. <laughs> yes. But other people uh, don't find it very funny. See, that's, but that's the thief and policeman thing. You know, I'm going to read that thing I always do. A lot of people here haven't been with us all oh, these no, years. Linda has her hand up. Oh. All right, Linda. Thanks, thanks, Mike. Um, I just wanted to, especially John was just sharing, and I wasn't going to share this because I don't have anything really comprehensive or important to say, but these, except these shares have been so powerful for me. Last Wednesday, Gio shared, um, and Mary shared, and Brahmi shared, and, and if I've forgotten somebody, but those shares were really powerful. And then like the next day, no, Friday, uh, the sky fell in for me. Uh, something hit that I won't go into the story, but it was like, you know, I'm fucked. Uh, and so my whole life is fucked. And I went back and Mike had just posted the replay and I listened again to those shares. And like John shared right now, all of these shares have been so meaningful and helped me. And what I realized when you were just talking with John is uh, the, um, I, needed, I needed the sky to fall in because I, I really wasn't as uh, traveling as lightly as I thought I was. And, and there's, more, there's, more, there's more traveling lighter to be had. And I, I knew that but I certainly got a big reminder of it. So I just wanted to thank everybody. Your shares are amazing. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I love you all. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Thank you. Yeah, thank everybody. It's a weird pot. It, it cooks up some good stuff, yeah. But hey, Mike? I'm just going to read the thing I like from the course. Okay. All right. So here. So he talks about in, earlier on in the course that there was a, a similar description earlier, but it was not of you. Yeah. Which is so beautiful, really. So this is what I feel uh, how the message should go or does go here. Yeah, we describe what can be described so that the indescribable can see it as not it. Yes, we try to bring an understanding about shit that can be understood so that which is incomprehensible cannot, can see that. Yes, so, and here he says it very clearly. 
we had a we we get a similar description earlier, but it was not of you. But still, this strange idea, which the description does accurately describe, you think is you. You see. So he's basically saying. But still, this strange idea, after it's been described, which it does accurately describe, you think is you. Yeah. See, this is the mechanicalness of the thinking. Yes. Stop wasting freaking time trying to convince what can't be convinced. Yeah. The description of the system is not for the system. It's for the largeness around the system, which we are of. Yes. So reason would tell you, or let's use the word wisdom, Wisdom would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours. What the hell does he mean there? Well, we're looking, we're perceiving a world, yeah? These eyes, we call them ours, but they're not ours, yeah? They're eyes, yes? And these eyes are actually everything they're perceiving, they're being used, and it's not the eye itself, obviously, but the brain is using them and everything these eyes see is used to pertain back to the body. Yeah. So, so obviously it becomes easy to feel as the system about the system that I'm the one who's seeing Paul, this idea. Yeah. Yet again, just like he said, this accurate description you still think is you, Huang Po comes in and says, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. Yeah, that's a pretty damn accurate description. And yet, we this head just keeps thinking it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Wisdom would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. Obviously, so the information and how it's collated and how it's presented as like a newscast or a narrative truly doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. We're trying to make sense out of it, but it doesn't make sense to us because it's not directed to what we are. It's there to reinforce what we're not. Yeah. To whom would seeing such as this, to whom would seeing, let's call it self-centeredness, to whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? What is its target? Its target is its manufactured idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So the system reads this place to reinforce its narrative. It's not to be trusted, yes? How you feel isn't usually the greatest barometer because that feeling has been translated. How you think, definitely not in most cases. Yeah. So, to whom would Jesus just send back his messages? Surely not you. See, that's a beautiful way of saying it, because, but that, that's not how it usually works out. Very rarely do people get it clearly as surely not you. No, they keep stubbornly, they don't, but the head keeps stubbornly reasserting itself. Yeah? I don't care what I hear, I'm still me. See, this is the point. 
we're wasting to target what you're not with the message it's not that doesn't work the message goes to what you are about what you're not not a, not to what you're not about what you're not it doesn't go anywhere it reinforcing it reinforces that yeah it's like when i used to chant i'm not a body thinking that was relieving me of the body identification. I had no idea all that chanting was reinforcing that I was a body because it was the body that was presented as a chanter, I'm not a body. Yeah, this is the dilemma. And you would say, surely that didn't happen. No, it does. Yeah, because that which is identified as the body may get this interesting idea, I'm not a body. And you go, wow, finally. No. But then it uses that idea to be more of a body. Yeah? It's like non-duality. You get introduced to the idea of non-self, and you want to be a self with a little non-self quality. Yeah? So, to whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Surely not you. So... No, I would surely is, surely is, uh, if he knew, if he was playing to an audience and it was just wasn't a download, he might not have used the words truly not you because he would have seen, yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely it is you. Yeah. Whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. What sight is that? Do you have two other eyeballs? No. Awareness, yes? Awareness as being the highest form of sight. Seeing, not with eyes, but seeing. Yeah? If this is not your vision, all right, so this is the, this is the premise of being ourselves reality. This premise would come with this statement. All right, this being not your vision, the way you're taking yourself to see everything, if this is not your vision, what can it show to you? It can show to you it's not your vision. That's the value. What can a failed system show us? It's failed. Yes? How we usually act is try to constantly keep improving the system. Why? It's sort of like an addict and an alcoholic that doesn't tell the truth, that it's an addict or alcoholic. So it keeps trying to resuscitate itself. It keeps trying to patch itself up and keep on keeping on. Instead of letting the collapse occur, yeah, realizing the horse you're riding is a dead horse, yeah, and be done with it. But no, it's obvious something has failed us. Yet, where is that fucking clear recognition? Because we're seeing from the system, the system. And we have blinders to having an honest assessment of it. Because we take it to be us. Yeah? So we work and we work and we work on it and we work on it and work on it. Then another form of working is not working on it for a little while. Then back to more working on it. Yeah? And you're trying to like erase the fucking stripes of a tiger. Yeah. If this is not your vision, and this is the assumption, this is the assumption of another one of non-duality, 
that how we're seeing, how we're perceiving isn't ours. Yes? It's not our vision. That's the assumption. So he says, well, if this is in your vision, what can it show to you? Well, exactly. It's not your vision. That's its value. Yeah? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees, your vision, what we actually see. Yeah? This you would understand. In other words, the brain isn't going to interpret your nature. Your true nature can't be interpreted by the brain. The brain cannot comprehend you. It cannot understand you. It cannot describe you. Yeah? It doesn't have the ability. I'm going to say it again. The brain cannot interpret you. It can interpret a you, but what we are, the brain cannot interpret. It cannot understand. It doesn't get it. Yeah? It's not volition. It's mechanical. It doesn't have the ability. Yes? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. That you would understand. Please, you know. Hmm. If we could have anything occur today, which is already available, which would be that you would understand. Yeah. But what it says, all right. The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. The brain, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. It's not interpreting to what you are, because it doesn't understand what you are. It can't, it can't, it only sees things, you see. It doesn't see the wind, it sees the trees moving. If we didn't have the understanding what's moving the trees is the wind, we would think the trees are moving them fucking selves. Yes? That they're dancing spontaneously. And if we had enough other people, everyone would come to an agreement. We live in a world of dancing trees. But then an understanding is shared. No, something you can't perceive is moving what can be perceived. Yes? Moves sails. Gets boats places. It moves the weather vane. It moves the trees, the branches. It moves your hair. Yeah? Oh, all right. So the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. I would put an emphatic exclamation after that sentence yeah the brain which is, and this is a present tense activity right now the brain right now is interpreting to the body of which it is a part yeah in this case the body's called paul in that case it's called alex but it's a body yeah and the body 
is the representative of the claiming of subjectivity and then hybriding it with a body, an object. So we are subject-objectness. We are the definition of dualism. Yeah? Subjectiveness mixed with objectiveness with the subjectiveness pictured as an object. There you go. That's confusing, yes? <laughs> so you have a sense of awareness which you can't fucking translate and then to your innermost, the shit that's being translated all day doesn't make any sense. Yeah? So you try to make it sense because everyone else is doing it. And okay, yeah. yeah. All right, so this is it. You have not real, well, I'm going to skip here. <laughs> then, all right, think then what happens. This is beautiful. Denying what you are, and who, who thinks they're in the act of denying what they are all day? I'm sure everyone who's in a target right now does, isn't in the observing, I'm denying what I am. Is it? I don't care what aisle, even if they had a spiritual aisle, it wouldn't trigger that. I'm in the act of denying what I am. They would just be shopping and doing whatever. Yeah? So, denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. Yeah? Again, this is one of the premises of all the talks, yeah? That there's something in, an, in the act of denying what we are, and that something is also in the act of allowing faith to be put in what we're not, yeah? So... Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this something else that you have made to be yourself yeah, becomes your sight. Yeah. So fuck the wind. I've got a lot of dancing trees. Yeah. Then if the dance and every time I see the the trees in there dancing, I think it's about me. And then when I see they're not dancing, what did I do to cause the trees not to want to dance? I have no idea what's going on. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this something else, this idea of Paul, that you are made to be yourself becomes your sight. Yet, it must be the something else that sees. Yeah, there's the identification, yes? And as not you explains its sight to you, ad nauseum, I'm adding that, but yes. <laughs> explains its sight to you. Your vision, your vision, meaning your innate awareness, your, your actual nature would, of course, render this quite unnecessary, yeah? Yet, if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen, nor to suspect that it's not telling you the fucking truth. Well, now you do. Now you do have a reason. It's living by its view has led you to looking for other possibilities. 
Ja. I think this is a very good description. I'm not a, a student of the Course in Miracles. I'm a recipient of an, of an invitation that came through the Course of Miracles, I'd say. And over time, this has been my favorite thing because it describes exactly in another way what we're feeling when we do every talk, basically. There's something else has been made to be ourselves, but it's something else, yeah? It's, we're not of it. We seemingly are in it, but we're not of it, yeah? When you're in it, that doesn't make, doesn't seem to be that valuable, but it's incredibly valuable to realize you're not in it. It's to, that you're not of it. It's incredibly valuable. Yeah. Because you won't take it so seriously. You'll lose interest in it quite a lot. Yeah. If it isn't you, you're going to lose interest in it. There's going to be a loss of interest in it. And that interest that was reinforcing this something else will now enrich your day. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, Mike. There was a lull. I wanted to throw that in there. Um, we have the Judith and Carrie box has its hand up. Hi, Paul. Hey, Judith. Hi. Thank you so much for letting eternity come through Paul. It is absolutely beautiful. Just like Linda, I have to say that each share is just magnificent. I, I have a share of my own uh, because I've been, I've been overwhelmed just being pulled in every direction trying to put my house together. And there came a point in which I had just so much to do so that I wanted to start crying. And your words came so clearly to me because I, I wanted to just break down and cry about being overwhelmed and what was going on that I heard you say, who needs to cry? And, and, and so I saw the action figure and, and then I also heard, because you, you said so many times, be done with it. And so in that feeling of be done with it came through so clearly and I was able to to just revert instantly and just go about what I, I was doing. And, and somehow a sweetness, um, um, a calmness took over and, and I felt good about all the things that I had to accomplish and, and have done. And the stress was gone because I was able to just or somehow the dream did not was no longer real to me, the dream that I was in. And, and ever since I just felt like I'm looking at my reality and what I'm doing from another perspective that I cannot name or speak from. But yet 
I I just know that it's just an action figure. It's just a doing. I've taken the, the boat that I've been carrying over my head, put it in the river, and now I am just riding this. Yes, this, this moment, this day, this week, and allowing the goodness, the, the juice of it, to feed me instead of to poison my day and all of the things that I need to do because yes, there is a playful, a playful for the action figure Judith, but not a playful for the real me. So all of this, all of the shares from you every week have really touched my heart so that um, I know I am not that which causes stress or is incapable of getting accomplishing things. And, and it's, it is just a play, it's just a dream and, and the dream is not real. But yet, here I am. Thank you for allowing me to travel. Well, yes, I'm traveling lighter. Thank you. Thank you, Judith. You're beautiful. Thank you. You ready for the next, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Judith. Uh, Alex. Alex. Hi. I'm very nervous to share, but I wanted to today also um, in, uh, to express gratitude for all and for everyone else. Um, when I started coming to the Zoom a month and a half ago, I was, uh, I felt in a very desperate place. And even though I felt very desperate, I was somehow able to approach these talks with kind of a loose hand. Um, and I've noticed in the past few days that um, there isn't a constant feeling of disappointment in myself because part of the message that, um, that has kind of orbited me is that there's a destiny and a fate for this character that I don't have to control and um, I've become more bemused by watching it unfold. And I also feel like the difficult situation I thought I had found myself in, um, of course I found myself in that situation. It makes perfect sense for how this character, um, which I still call me, but um, it's, it's past and it's uh, it's qualities. But then um, while I was waiting to share, a metaphor came up for me as well that I feel that um, the original message I heard as a child was that I needed to clothe myself um, to stay warm but the clothes that were given were all 
soaking wet and stuck to the skin so much that they felt like they refused to me. And now I kind of am open to the idea that if articles are removed, like actual warmth will be available because wet clothes are, they're, they're not protecting anything. It's Ooh. a metaphor, but I don't know, it just came to me and yeah. I feel a lot of, um, I don't, I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm traveling later, but I feel more, I just feel more um, surrendered to mystery. Right. Thank you. Well, in your case, the emperor has no wet clothes. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see you, Alex. It's always a pleasure when we run into each other back east, hopefully again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Anybody else want to raise their hand? Oh, Gabe. You're still muted. No, no more questions. Oh, I'm, I'm muted. No. Oh, sorry, I was muted. Um, yeah, I was just wondering if you could expand a little bit. You talked about um, I don't, I don't, I haven't read the Course of Miracles, but you said um, something like not to get confused about levels of mind, and I kind of took that as like, uh, you know, trying to carry like these concepts into everyday life where there is a lot of you know, doing and having and recognizing, you know what I mean? Just putting this stuff into daily practice sometimes in a world that, uh, you know, is full of nouns and uh, yeah, and doing and having, but you, you said, I don't know if that rings any bells. I, I heard you say it before and maybe yes. you know that well, part of it. I may not have the, uh, the A Course in Miracles approved view of it, but the way I understood it, level confusion was the way it was presented and mind is manifesting yes this is dreaming so it's a there's a dreaming and so sometimes the dreaming is on different levels so let's say there's a dreaming and the house you're in is on fire and you're really hot yes and at that moment you try to bring um, solution from another level, which is there is no house and there is no fire, and you try to apply that to the fire, and uh, you just get burnt up. So basically, on that level, you need a pail of water, yes? Yes? You there? Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think that, yeah, that's kind of it. You, know, you can't... Yeah. You know, recognizing you you're recognizing what you're not from what you are and you're recognizing where it is and so sometimes like someone shared judith which was beautiful but sometimes there's a cry is needed it's great just cry your eyes out yeah it does there's all different uh levels that you as this experiential event 
can appear on. You're not in the holier than thou realm at all times. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone gets dirty here and shit happens. So you respond in kind, you know? And so to respond with, uh, like my girlfriend asking me to do the dishes and I didn't do them. And when she got home, she said, Paul, why didn't you do the dishes to respond that there is no Paul and there are no dishes wasn't an answer she and she liked. Yeah, <laughs> because we were talking about the level of doing a chore and finishing it. Yes. So the idea of level. An asshole, right? Hmm? So you just end up being an enlightened asshole. Exactly. So there's the thing is, is to uh, what allows a fluidity through the levels is there isn't any you because the idea of you see the levels are fluid. They're verbing. Yeah. But when you think there's a noun involved, the noun thinks it thinks it's from one level. <laughs> yeah. So it's always confused when other levels become pronounced, like the shit hits the fan or, or you stepped on someone's toes and you have to make an amends or something. Yeah, because it's stuck with, I'm from that level, you know? But no, there's many levels that appear many ways. And the action figure finds itself in that moment to be at that level. And it's better to know where the pail of water is sometimes than the idea of knowing that there is no Paul. Yeah. Yeah. You see? Yeah. It's the same thing with sharing. Like if I'm sharing in recovery, then there's an, there's an assumption that's let go that there's a person and that person is being driven by some force that keeps talking to is to it as it, and they're in the act of being identified as it. Yes, then there's speaking at a at this type of Zoom meeting where basically you're not talking to Norman or to Christy or to you or to Keith. You're trying to talk through Keith through Norman to what you are. Yeah. So there's. And so to do that, to do that at a recovery meeting may not be the, the right response on the level that's appearing. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like you don't bring the, uh, you know, the identification with self stuff into it. You just say self, you know, because people get the point, you know. Yes. So yes. Yeah. Of... There's, there's a lot of. Uh, yeah. In other words see the noun would think that's the only dance step that's appropriate you know the absolute there's no dancer of any step but then it, it doesn't work uh when other levels are occurring and there's communication needed in that language of that level yes yeah that's how i see it the the level of confusion so it's nice to know like uh <laughs> You know, <laughs> let's say there's a huge discomfort in the upper colon. You need like a divine proctologist. You can't say there's no ass, there's no ass and there's no self up the ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. It won't work. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's killer. Thank you. But on this message, we're attempting to speak. 
based on the premise that we, uh, we are reality ourselves and why that doesn't constantly seem to be so because there's these activities going on that we have a, there's a huge, a lot of misunderstanding towards those activities. First of all, the mental state always wants to put volition into shit that's mechanical. Yeah. So, you know, it's sort of like, uh, it's important to put out uh, the warnings of how uh, the mental level wants to produce level confusion all the time. Yes? Yeah. See, a lot of people want to be a no thing as a thing. They don't want anything to ever bother me or... It's just a, it's a cool, breezy day every day, 24-7. And they're frustrated. They're not, but their head is frustrated when uh, life doesn't stabilize. But the experience of life isn't a stable experience. Yeah, it's a binary, dualistic thing where there's high and low tides. Yeah, some days the waves are a foot, some days they're 20 foot based on conditions. So there's always, you know. <laughs> and you know that which the only thing that wants stability is that which is really unstable yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so how much how much will this stability last when it's claimed by an instability it's not going to last much yeah <laughs> these are level confusions yes All right, Mike. Anyone else? Yeah, thanks, Gabe. Uh, we got Jacob in the house. All right, Jacob. How are you? Hello, everyone. Hey, Paul. Uh, in my 20s, I was... What, about a year ago? Huh? A year no, ago? No, no I'm, I'm 39. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, in my, in my 20s, I had, uh, I had a lot of curiosity and... and and varied interests in, in a great many, many things. And I used to think it was a, was a mark of a, of a good life or whatever. And in my thirties, I began to see that it was kind of a curse. Um, being so interested in so many things uh, led me to going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Um, and conversely, during these, these peak experiences or free samples, um, it's, it's kind of hard to make a decision at all or know what to do next in a sense. Like um, if, if, if all things are, are equally beautiful, it's, it's inaction is uh, seems to happen. So if without skillful means or some type of um, to want to want to share that or want to communicate that with somebody it's it's hard to discriminate i just i guess i just wanted to get some of your get your ideas on discrimination in the positive sense um i think yeah, that i'm my friend too yeah. i mean uh something was coming through me and everyone was pinning it on me you know mm. since like early on in recovery and uh and I had to, you know, it was just, 
I had tons of examples and things were learned. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't go to an AA meeting and start yelling. There is no self. I just don't. What you are speaks louder than what you say. So you can say something in Greek while you're in Greece that expresses fucking Canada. You know what I mean? It, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what happens. You learn. Uh, I felt I've learned a lot over the years of being in this, this seat assignment. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. See, a lot of times people are in uh, urgent need and then you don't give them that urgent solution because that's part of the problem. Sometimes people are in urgent need and you you deal with that urgent need. It's always, there's no rote uh, way to go about it. It's just the circumstances and the situations and something directs you to do what happens, you know? That's been my experience. I realized that it wasn't a me doing it and that opened me up to having uh like being certain in uncertainty, so to speak. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I walk into a lot of situations and I'm never prepared. Like if I'm invited to do something somewhere, I don't even really study about the people where I'm going. I just show up and then something happens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would that be work for everyone? Probably not, but that's how it's worked with me. And I'm not believing everything works for everybody. Yeah. I think we're all dreaming and how you're dreaming uh, could be quite different than how I'm dreaming. Sure. All underneath the category of dreaming. Yes. So, yeah. So I don't know, bro, you'll learn. Yeah. 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 Uh, that makes a lot of sense. It, it seems to all come back to service and fighting your seat, seat assignment, whether you want to call that purpose or whatever it is, it's still just finding service and finding... Well, a great example is recovery nowadays, where a lot of people, a lot of things that are available in recovery are based on other people wanting other people to be sober. Mm. Like all these recovery centers, the, the parents want their kid to be sober, but the kid does, isn't there yet. Yeah. And so in a way, I think that's a disservice in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, so a lot of people want... They have a desire for people to get what they think is great, but the other people don't care or aren't ready for that. Yeah. And so sometimes presenting something when uh, then the head that hears it says, I know that. And then they're never uh, curious about it again. They think like a lot of people, they went for 10 minutes of an AA meeting and they think they know what AA is about which is completely insane, but they believe it. Yeah. And so therefore when the shit hits the fan, AA isn't a solution. Oh, I know that that does not going to work. See, this is, I, you know, so a lot of things are presented, I feel before their time, but Hey, again, I also feel something's running the whole show and it's all fine, but yeah. From my limited little view, I think a lot of shit is presented before it's time. Yeah. people aren't ready and so yeah so they need a water they're not going to 
they're not ready to see themselves as the fire starter. They're not. Yeah. So, and I have faith in life. Life's the greatest teacher. Yeah. I didn't get it. I had to be, I had to be struck sober. Nobody talked me into going to an AA meeting. Life conspired to bring me to one, really. Yeah. Yeah. I was forced to go a lot of places, but yeah. So I don't know. I feel uh, discrimination. You feel out the moment a lot of the time. Yeah. 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 And then you have, after many, many moments, there's a learning. There's a learning of like, you know, don't throw pearls before swine, you know. Just for your own and, you know, uh, embellishment, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't care if you're being heard. You just want to hear yourself speaking. I don't know about that all the time. So, it, yeah. So there's a lot of things come up. Yeah, so, but again, I have faith in what's directing the action figure in the, in the terminology of recovery, the higher power uh, is seeing through a much wider lens than the action figure can. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you, Jacob. It's been a pleasure to meet you. And I'm really happy uh, that the message has found a home in you and is doing stuff to you. Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah. Anybody else want to raise their hand? All right, well, let me, let's say goodbye, Mike. Eh? Okay, and let me uh, repeat. Uh, uh, Brahmi did respond saying she might or that she would do the video uploads while I'm gone in July. Um, she hasn't confirmed, so I better repeat that I'm going to be gone the beginning of July. And if anybody wants to do also like the hosting of the meeting, if, you know, unless we leave Paul to do that and to do the video and maybe audio uploads then let me know. My email's on the website. And you can tell them how to do it. It isn't that difficult, is it? No, no. And I would write, you know, I'd have the whole instruction thing. So it's very, yeah, it's just if you just like to, and then maybe trimming if the video, you know, ends up needing to be trimmed if you forget to stop it at the end. And Mike will be back, hopefully. It's not going to be a permanent condition. <laughs> yeah, no, I only plan to be gone for uh, a little, about two weeks. Oh, two-week commitment. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and then in recovery, they can take it over if anybody's really interested there. You know, they may as well. But yeah, yeah I'll be gone in two weeks. Just for yeah, two weeks. there's value in service. So, yeah. yeah. So, and we're waiting to hear from Brahmi too. So, Brahmi, I'm pretty you know. sure we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. With the name Brahmi, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. If Rami tells me she's going to be somewhere, I think she's going to be somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, is that it? Yeah. 
right, Mikey, thank you. Yeah. Sure. As always. And uh, Sus Sus Susan, that used to be Suzanne. Thank you so uh -oh. much for the donation. Also. Oh. Thank you. Today. Yeah. Papa's gonna buy a brand new pair of pants. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got Matt. Matt's taking a nap now. That's good. That's how I like to see a person when they come to the meeting. John K, Tommy, Robert F from New Zealand, Gio from Brazil, Gabe from uh, definitely from work. We got Ruby Rose from Wichita. <laughs> we got Walter from Amsterdam. We got Kenneth from Vancouver. Of course you're not. You're all from the spirit, but Vancouver, Glenda, Glenda O'Driscoll. Thank you for the donation. You're going to have to interpret what you said. I can't understand. It. <laughs> I thought it was Gaelic, but it seems like it's uh, the keys on the thing. You'll have to send me one. Was it Gaelic? No. I showed Amelia. She was more lost than I was. So... All right, Tariq from Dover. Nice to see you, Tariq. Uh, uh, such a nice share, Judith and Kerry. Always a pleasure to see you too. Looking forward to uh, uh, part of my life being in Hawaii every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm preparing a place for you. Oh, yeah. Come on, great, Paul. <laughs> Judith gets things done. For when I get there, so it's good to be, have a prepared place. Yeah, I get things done. She gets things done. <laughs> All right, Mike C. I hope, Mike, you got the message for, about Vita? Yes? Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, I did. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. We got Roman from Germany. Nice to see you. A new, feeling a new today. Yeah. That lady got in touch with me. She was uh, away, so I'm going to give her your number today, Anu. She'll Sounds be happy like to. Help. Yeah. Thank you for reaching out. I, I felt so much Don't better. Don't accept any coffee from her. I mean chocolate. Don't accept any chocolate from her. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> hey, Zee, I was hoping I'll call you about going into the water today. Yeah, I'll call you up. Uh, we got Joseph from France. Uh, Connor, thanks for the other day. Exactly. Yeah, the appearance of self is other. But there is no appearance of self. <laughs> In a way. So, yeah. Thanks, man. way of looking at it because... Really, what's going on is an act is an act of being identified as something. Yeah, that has a, it. It 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 uh, cooks up a lot of imagery, but really, it's a verb. And the act of being identified as something, the main part of the the little magic trick is time, because it's presented after the fact, and then it's implied to be before the fact. As a fact, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. It's a great sort of aha moment. You feel it. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, there's Mark. Oh, there's Mark. Nice to see you. 
All's going well, I hope. Yes. We got Elaine and Call. Nice to see you too. Yeah. Call's finally sitting down. It took a while. Yeah, he's sat down. That's good. We got Alex. Thank you for sharing. I hope there'll be more of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Some of the wet clothes is not sharing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yes, there you go. We got uh, Owen, Owen K. He's 100% Irish, or so he says. But uh, I'm going to take him by his word. Yeah, for his. We got uh, Jacob again. Oh, we got Nina. Nina. Nah, Nina, Nina, Nina. Always nice to see you, honey. It's getting soon. We'll be driving down there. Yeah. Good. Got to talk. I'm going to talk to Kurt about something, I guess, sooner or later. Okay, good. And Linda, thank you for your share today. See you, Nina. Thank you for your share. And Nina, thank you for all, the, all your support, too. Bernard is in Austria, one of the 10 happiest places to live, I hear. By the Austria, it was a survey done by the Austrian Tourist Agency. <laughs> <laughs> They're all happy. So we, <laughs> we've got, uh, let's see here. Oh, there she is. We got Sonia. Sonia's nice to see you there, honey. We got Johannes. He's sitting in Germany right now, wishing he was in Austria, maybe. I don't know. We got Gisela. Giselle? I'm from Austria, too. Oh, she's from Austria also. Uh -huh, but I live in Mexico City. Oh, you live in Mexico City. Mm -hmm. so, but see, but your your happiness is from Austria. Yeah. You're expressing it in Mexico City, but it's of Austria. That's all I wanted to be clear about. Nice mm -hmm. to see you. Thank you. Yep. Stefan on having never left. Always a pleasure. Mickey, the great Madeira of, uh, she's the matriarch of Madeira. Yes. We got Chris, oh, he's back, bef back bef the fourth dimensional closet. He's back at the gateway, the event horizon. <laughs> oh, we have Keith from Boise. Seems like a nice day up there. We got Randy, oh, Randy has reappeared. He's been, uh, he's, he's shown up again at Zen Bitslap. I didn't feel no warning went off for me. I was we gotta we gotta work on our security system. Randy, nice to see you, Randy. Sarah, ah, uh, Sarah, yes, there she is. My grease connection. Yeah. Norman, I'm gonna get your information out of you somehow. It can go easy or hard, Sarah. One way or the other. Hand it over willingly. It will go well for you. <laughs> Norman. Nice to see you, Norman. Not in Austria. Nah, he's true German. Good. Ben Clark, the poet laureate. Resting on his laurels a little bit, but there he is. Nice to see you. We got Jim. Jim is, uh, he's got the boxes behind him. Yeah. 
We got John R. He's roaming around uh, north of Byron Bay. He's looking for some new property. Yeah, there he is. Nice to see you, John. I'm actually going going to coffee in Byron Bay right now. So, oh, uh, where are you going? I'm not sure yet. Where are we going? Oh, we're going to the Byron Bay markets. There we go. Oh, oh yeah, the market. Yeah, I used yeah. to like the market. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can get a bit repetitive, but good. Yeah, nice to see you. Thank you very much. When you get there, it's as new as uh, is completely new. <laughs> it's like it's it's like it's never been. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you soon, John. Yeah, Sometime. It's PK. PK from Long Island City. I think he. I think he was hatched in Rockville Center. I came from the same coop. Uh, we have a lot of folks here. Christy, nice to see you. Oliver from Berlin. Roar, that's a pretty nice name. Rich, Nick. Uh, I didn't see John Luna, but I know he was here. Nice to see you, John. We got some phone numbers. Hey, thanks, everybody. Oh, wait a minute. Who's this? Um, yeah, thank you. Such a pleasure thanks, spending Paul. This is Gary in the corner without the internet to say hi. Who is this one? Gary in the corner without oh. internet. I'm a phone guy. Numbers. Nice to see you or not see you. Yeah. Good to hear you. Good. Nice to hear. I'm happy you uh, responded. Great. All yeah. right. Good talk. I'll see you guys. Thank Thanks, you. Paul. Thanks. Thank you, Thank you, Paul. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. Good night, all. Thanks, Mike.